First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 to 31. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let no one boast. Boast. Let no one who boasts boast in the Lord. Amen. The word of God here says that God has chosen the foolishness of this world to confound the wise. Amen. That is what. And if you read again in the book of Job chapter 26, from verse 7 to 14, but I won't read the entire bit. Job 26 from verse 7 to 14. The Bible, I'll read from verse 12. It says, by his power, by God's power, he still the sea. By his understanding, is shattered Rehab. By his wind, what the heavens were made fair. His hand pierced the flame serpent. Behold, these are but the outskirts of his ways. And how small a whisper do we hear of him. But the thunder of his power, what who can understand? Amen. It amazes me, man, sometimes when people say, I know God, and so on and so forth. The more I think about God, the more I reflect on God, the more I appreciate that I don't know Him. Amen? That is the reason why, as I meditated so much, that is the reason why God has given us this message as one that was, does not know Him. That if you move into 2018, go with that mindset as one what, who does not know Him, we will begin to discover Him. But once we realize, we think we have understanding of who God is, that is where the mistake, the ultimate mistake in our journey in life lies in. Amen? That's why we keep going back. As one, what? Who knows what? Nothing. The Bible says, when I am weak, what? Then I am strong. So it simply means that when you are strong, if you believe you are strong, it means that what? What does it mean? The flip side means that your own strength is in your own ability. It's no, more in the, it's, no more, it's no more in God's ability. So what God is telling us in 2018, going moving on, as we round up 2017, is going into this new year by the grace of God as one that knows nothing so that we can begin to learn what from the master feet. Because as we read in Job, it says that everything that we know about Christ, everything that you and I, or the entire world put together from the foundation of the earth, it says what they are mere edges of what is waste. Amen. Amen. They are mere edges of what is weighed. That is why if we look at it, in the book of Philippians, Apostle Paul said something in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 to 8. He said, but what sins were gained to me, these what I have counted loss for Christ. Yet I indeed, what I indeed, he said, yet indeed I also count all things loss, what, for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that what I may what gain Christ. When I look at the life of Apostle Paul, he was somebody that was a scholar, amen, that knew. And he thought he knew the way of Jesus Christ. And he persecuted the church with all sincerity of heart, believing what he was doing, what the right thing. 
This is someone that has studied. Uh, you call him the teacher of the word. He had the PhD and so on and so forth. But when he taught he knew Christ, he did not know Christ until what the master what revealed himself to him. And yet, when the master revealed himself to him, he said what? He has counted all these things lost. Everything that he had gained, he counted lost. That's why Apostle Paul said something. He says, I die daily. He says, to live what is Christ, but what to die is what gain. That I personally die daily because what? I'm not thinking of what I have learned yesterday about Jesus Christ. I'm beginning, today is a new day. I'm laying a new foundation. Sometimes when God says that we should come to him every day as one that knows nothing, I look at it as a cup of water. That we studied today about anointing and grace and so on and so forth. That we cannot rest on what yesterday's one for today. If you come empty every day to God, I look at it as a cup of water. If you have a cup of a glass cup of water, you say, Well, we finish today by the grace of God. And you still have half a glass of water there, and you carry it to tomorrow. The only truth is that God's plan for you for tomorrow is different from today. And you carry that half. What can God feel? It's only just half. Now, the half of yesterday is now mixed with the half of today and become what? Diluted with today's one. Which is not God's plan because God's plan for us every day is new, is fresh. So we cannot carry the baggage of yesterday to into today because oh, we think we know it yesterday. So we are carrying that yesterday's one and we say, yes, God, I know, what you, I know your plans. You told me this is it. I'm running with it. Amen. And you come today. The plan may have what changed. It's not the same God that yet says, don't marry a lot. It's not the same God that told the prophet to marry a lot. To make a point. I'm not saying that is what God's will. But God was using that word to make what? A point to the nation. But in literal terms, this is what this person ought to do. But going back to Apostle Peter, which we read today, which is quite interesting. When uh, they, they, we read in Acts that the people said they were on land and they discovered that what Peter had been with was Jesus Christ. So Peter's lives had changed. Peter came as one as a novice, not knowing Jesus. Amen? That wanted to learn from Christ. Amen? And through that, with sincerity of heart, Guess what? He learned. He became what? The leader of the apostles, the head of the church, by the grace of God. Jesus is the head of the church. What I mean is, in terms of those days, he was the, he was the, head, he was the lead person in the church. That is what Peter was. But as he got comfortable, because I was reading the book of Acts, I began to realize that when they, in the book of Acts 1, in the book of Acts 2, they were hungry, they emptied themselves for Christ. That they needed the infilling. They just wanted to know all about God, forgetting everything else. But on a daily basis, they were hungry for the knowledge and for the understanding and for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And as much as they kept on on a daily basis, the power of God, the influence of God kept on flowing. Now, the question you should ask yourself what happened? Even before the end of that, before the end of the Act of Apostles, you didn't see much of the power of, the, of God compared to Acts 1, 2, 3, 4. It started fizzing out because we are beginning to what, become familiar 
with the sins and the ways of God since we have read it. That is what happened. So the point is like when we talk of our point of the, the, the Holy Spirit, if you read Acts, I was reading, you know, sometimes when people say, well, we have the Holy Spirit, we have, I, 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 to be honest, um, I move now. That's the thing, what God is showing me is come to Him as one that knows nothing. Then you can really learn from my feet. Then what? You can really learn from my feet. If you read the book of Acts again, um, let's look for the verse quickly. Um, I believe in Acts chapter 4, verse 31. It's amazing that after the Holy Ghost had come, poured upon the church, amen, Peter preached a message, what? Thousands were added to the church. He preached another message, thousands were added again. He said, at least the Holy Ghost has come. Am I right? But they didn't wait there. If you read Acts chapter 4, after all the persecution that they went, they now said, when they prayed again, the place where they assembled, this was after they were jailed. They were jailed at some point in the book of Acts. If you read, if you retract in the book of Acts chapter 4, they were jailed. This is when the angels came to open the, the prison door that they should go and preach the word. Of God. Amen. So this is the end later part of it. He said, when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together shake. I mean, where they assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled again with what? The Holy Spirit. It was a continuous thing. That means they were emptying themselves so that they can receive the freshness of God. Amen. They did. But when I say, as we go every day as one that knows nothing, it amazes me that as much as we look at the scripture over and over, if we engage the scriptures, the word of God on a daily basis as not knowing anything as babes, I believe without any doubt, God will begin to reveal deeper things of himself towards you and I. Get deeper understanding, deeper revelation that will help us. If you look at the life of Apostle Peter, after, and this is a thing that we as children of God, we need to be very mindful. After Peter became familiar and so on and so forth, we thought he knew God and so on and so forth. God is the same God that told Peter to kill, to eat, and what? That he has done all these things. And Peter said, Lord, not so, God, according to your word. Because what Peter was saying is, is scriptural. But what God, God has moved on. He had not emptied himself. He was still carrying what? The knowledge of yesterday into the presence of God today. And it is what? It became what? Uh, a stumbling block to what God wanted to do through him at that particular time. And as... Uh, Pastor Wilson said... There's a prayer he said that we will not be an hindrance, I'm just paraphrasing it, to what God wants to do in our life. Amen. When we refuse to empty ourselves on a daily basis so that we can be filled to today with God, until we do so, we can be an hindrance to what God has in stock for us for the very present day. Amen. We can be. And my prayer is that none of us what will be. By the grace of God. I look at God as, you know, uh, newbie preached last week. It was fantastic and so on and so forth. But I look at God as that 
When I mean as not as as knowing God as knowing nothing. I'll give you a simple another very simple a true life story of a man who God is just I, to be honest, the more I think I, I smile because the more I'm thinking about God, uh, reflecting on God, the more God is showing me things that I really don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. Man has come to speak to me. What men have said makes sense. But what God is saying what does not make sense. And I'm saying that, uh, but God, but your scripture is saying this. Man is saying this. It makes sense. But what? Are you what I'm trying to say? So it's kind of this funny state. And God is saying, Lord, I just want you to trust me. And you begin to see what I'm trying to do. And for some days, I didn't read the Bible for like two or three days. I didn't read the Bible. God told me the Holy Spirit. Even though I was reading the Bible, the Bible wasn't coming so alive to me because God was telling me, I want, I want to get, I want to give a message to you through a certain book. So I read the book for like two, three days, and as soon as I, read, I said, God, this, and I understand. As I read the book, I could see the Holy Spirit coming more alive, and so on and so forth. The moral of the story was this: the man, the man of God, also the man of God. I want you to read. It's, it's, it's amazing. I want you to... The guy wanted to do certain things. He was doing the things of God with his whole heart and so on and so forth. With everything that. And God told the guy, now I want you to just step aside from everything you're doing. I want you to fully focus on me. And the man said, okay, God, no problem. Then God said, I want you to go and buy a building. This is the man that is not working. I want you to buy uh, a building. And the building then in 1920 or 1919, I mean, over 100 years ago, was about, built for about 6,500 feet, I call it 6.5 million pounds. And he said, how is it going to be? And the Catholic Church came and offered the, the, the owner 10,000 pounds. And the guy went and told the guy the story, how God wants him to buy it. And the man said, okay, I'll give you first refusal, sell it to you. Do you have the money? And of course, he sent me the money. What a long story short. The man that has nothing. God gave him, somehow brought the, the deposit for it. One point something, one thousand something. He was able to put down the deposit. He hasn't finished paying for this. To travel, no problem. Because there's another land, I want you to buy the land. Now, the estate is 10,000 pounds. The man said, forget this. What nonsense is this? Uh, God, well, I haven't finished paying for this. Because you were telling me to go. And the Catholic Church came home out the money as well. God said, don't worry, I said this. So the guy had to stay. The whole point is that the guy had to go back to God. He prayed and fasted as if, do you understand where I'm coming from? For a couple of long story short, somehow miraculously, um, I'm just cutting this through. There's a lot of things that happened. He got the property again on, kind of, he didn't pay everything in full. But whilst it was, before he got that property, he told, he said, he, he read about a man of God who said, who God has used to buy a lot of buildings for ministry and to open um, schools for, uh, for men, for ministerial schools and so on and so forth. He said, but the guy said, when God is using him, God would have given him 70% of the money to go and buy. And when he goes in faith, God provides the remaining 30%. He said, yes, this makes sense. This is how I'm going to be doing my own now. But when it came to time, God said, no, 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 no. My work with that man is different. My work with you is what? Different. So you cannot mirror your life. 
base what on the understanding. Mind is completely different what with you. So the essence of it is it just further clarifies to, uh, that God wants us to go into 2018 as one that knows nothing. Not that God does not want us to work hard, because again, I look at it as Christians, they use God as an excuse what not to work hard. And as I was meditating furthermore in the, in the Word of God, you know, you said in a, 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 so this incident, uh, something on the WhatsApp group about, uh, I think, Bishop Bismarck was preaching in T.D. Church. I think it was uh, Bishop Bismarck. He preached in T.D. Church. He was talking about the, um, the Christian not making ways, not making, similar to what you were saying, this thing, you know, not making. And I said, ponder on it more. The next thing that, the understanding that God gave me, that it is not that the people are not working hard or not making headways, the Christian and so on and so forth, is that it goes back to Revelation that the Bible says if you are neither hot nor cold, it will spew you out. And as a meditator, the Holy just said to me, that's real. Look, the world, whatever they're doing, they don't believe in me, but they do it what? 100%. They remain cold and they are committed. The Christian, they are neither committed to me Neither committed to the world. It is 50-50. Then they cannot amount to what anything. Because scripture says if you are neither that nor that, he's going to spit you out. So that means the progress that the man of the Christian is living, is trying to make, is just futile. Because God just wants you to take a side. It's just scripture. We cannot be here and be there. And that is where majority of the Christian majority are in, not fully committed. The world doesn't want to know about Jesus, so they're happy with what they're doing, and God is fine with it. So they can, but we cannot say we want to serve God and serve Mormon. Those guys are not interested in God, they are serving the Mormon well, and they are succeeding. But we need to now make up our mind whether we want to really follow Jesus, or we don't want to follow Jesus. And that is what God simply wants. For every one of us. So we can't be playing God. Because God sees. And, that, and he knows. Amen. That is why sometimes. We talked about Sunday school this morning. Um, you asked a question. Um, and so on and so forth. We won't talk about uh, the Holy Spirit not leading. And so on and so forth. Since we are depending on God. And we are focusing on God. We are saying God is our the way and so on and so forth and it gives instruction how much how many of us are truly following it sometimes we bleed down and that's why the power of God is of no effect in the life of the Christian and the world is watching and the Christian becomes frustrated and becomes uh, the Bible says the hope the fair makes the heart sick so the, the, somehow the Christian they have become sick and the Christian doesn't want to do anything anymore just the way God, God wants to do, he wants to do. Amen. It becomes a, a state of confusion. So it's a time for us. That's why I use the word that this year, as we're going, we see God's face afresh as one that does not know him. So that God can what pour himself afresh into us. We need to see God's face as little children. 
I remember, I remember sometimes, Bruno, once in a while, Biola gets upset, I get upset. You know, you tell the children, this is what you need to do. And sometimes they will come and ask you the same question over and over for the same thing that they have the answer to. Are you following what I'm trying to say? But one thing I've realized is that occasionally, when they keep asking those same things, the answer to what they're asking, even though we know this is the answer, the answer changes because this is not what we want them to actually do. So we say, oh, thank God that they ask. Are you following what I'm trying to say? It's the same way that we are fully dependent on who? On God. And as I pondered, and God tried to tell me, reminding me that, look, the Bible says a prophet is without honor what in his own, is without honor but in his own home. And I looked, I said, okay, God, how does this apply to me? And I looked at myself that, yes, many a times it's all because of familiarity. And what do I mean? The Bible talked about in Acts that the parent, you have the parent Christians, right? They make notes. And what? After the service, they go and what? Search the scripture. Meditate on the scripture to find out what has been said, if it is true or it is not true. And that is how they grow. That is how God gives them afresh and so on and so forth. And I look at the church this day and so on and so forth. How many of us really take notes? We come. How many things can you hear and really remind? Like, I took a note last week. I, you know, many of the things that Kay said, fantastic and so on and so forth. But I realized that as I was going, I've forgotten some. But I went to the notes. I could go back and look at it. When the Bible talks about the enemy coming to steal, kill, and destroy, how does this steal, kill, and destroy? Because we think we know. We think we understand. So there's no need for notes anymore. So that we cannot remind ourselves. The Bible talks about when the enemy so We say that some things are flat on the wayside and the enemy steals it. You know, and things like that. Things that for us, we think we know. Before you realize, how many times sometimes you dreamt? You think you remember the dream in the morning. In a few hours' time, you have not made a note of it. You have forgotten about it. Yes, time. Oh, I dreamt something, but it was significant. But somehow, eh, eh, there is an information. Mm-hmm. But one has been careless, and that information has been stolen. But we have got that given it. So, when I looked at myself, I looked at myself and I said, okay, for example, now, I'm, fam- I'm a bit familiar with Pastor Tunde, okay, uh, with his messages. I've been with him in the UK and so on and so forth. So, I can, I can tell you a bit of the man, and when he's preaching, because I know certain things about him, then I can tell you, I have an understanding of where he is going, because I have an understanding of him, of his nature. Because usually, you can see a man nature in his message. If you look at the general Hosea, you can see his nature, his humility, his simplicity, holiness. You can see that in his message. Even though he will preach about deliverance, even though he will preach about this, it's not, it's not that he's going to talk about various other things, but you can see his lifestyle in the message. So, after a while, you just say, oh, I know the man, just listen, I know where he's going. Let him preach. Are you what I'm trying to say? That is where we talk about the familiarity. But somebody else comes and says, Wow, I heard that man. This is it. And you're wondering, eh, So, yes. And the other people are blessed. In a way, we look at it as man. We have brought it into Christ. Because what we allow here, the little thing we allow here, has a way of affecting the other aspect of our lives. We don't realize. That's why the Bible says, catch us the little foxes that spoils the vine. 
So we may think it is just man, it's not God. It's the same. It has a way of running through our lives without us realizing. And I pray. That's why we need to we need to fuel our hunger. We need to carry on. We need to hungry for this awesome God because God is giving us information. Uh, you know, and we need to make up our mind whether we are for Christ or we are not. We can't really doubt. We can't be here and be there. We have to take a side. Because God, not that God does not want us to work hard. Yes, God wants us to work hard. The advantage, I look at it that, what is the difference between the world and the, and the church? The point of the world are supposed to work 90% and get 100%. But the church is supposed to work 10% and get 100%. And that is the truth because we should be able to get information from Christ, God, and simply put it in place. Yes, so. That is the difference. Everybody walk out, but the rest, the, the thing about Christ is he gives you the information. I look at the, like the story of Kenneth Copeland, the, the ministry and so on and so forth, that they don't depend on. It's an information. Go and buy this land. The land I'm buying, giving you is make up money, is a land with gas, natural gas. Simple. Obey. You don't know why. You buy. Five years, six years down the line. Oh, jackpot. That is it. Are you going to try to say, why are we praying? Why are we seeking God's face? To get information that we cannot take back and apply. If not, there is no point. It's a dialogue. We come hungry so that God can feel us. God, I thank you for yesterday's plan. Who's, look, let's be realistic, let's be honest with ourselves. Somebody can be your best friend today and means everything, means you well. True or false. But tomorrow, he may have changed. But it didn't mean yesterday, it wasn't, yesterday was yesterday. Yesterday, he wants you to succeed with all his heart, all his might, all his soul. But tomorrow, it has changed. But when you're in the heart of God, when your ears are on the chest of God, then God can tell you how. It's not like that. The, the plan has changed. But if you go over the same information, have an understanding that this is the way it is, it was, if you carry on that way, then... Sometimes people hit a brick wall. And that won't be our portion. That's why I use the word that every day we when we this year, the year 2018, we go every day, we come empty. We empty ourselves. Forget about yesterday. And that's why the Bible says, I, 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 I don't dwell on yesterday. Forget yesterday. I'm pressing on because there is a new information for today, not yesterday information. For those people doing forensic, you know, the market changes. The way you thought the market was yesterday or a few days ago, the market <laughs> will take a different dive. And you, the, 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 the way you are reading it is different. You have to find a different way of reading it today. And that is where God comes. He doesn't remain the same. Even though God remains is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and so on and so forth, things change. Hence, we need to rest in God. I just encourage us, church, that. 2018, I know, without any doubt, it's, it's a great year. And by the grace of God, without any doubt, but we must really come each day empty so that Christ can fill us with information, with the understanding that we need. And we, by the grace of God, just need to apply ourselves. And God, God will give us the grace. And that what will make us make the difference between us and the Gentiles in the mighty name of Jesus. In the, in the nutshell, 
it goes, it goes back to Romans 8, verse 14. It says, For as many waters are led by the there's many as what as led by God. These are what the children of God. And that should be our anchor in the year 2018. That I must. I'll tell you something. I, I really don't want to say it, but I'll say it. I'm being vulnerable now. I remember. I mean, yes, God says this, God tells us to do this, God speaks to us, and so on and so forth, fantastic. But I made up my mind by the grace of God that, because of the lady I met, and she came to the church, to the office, for help, and she lied. That's the truth. She needed help. But she said, her parents are, something happened, therefore they rejected, rejected her. She's from Holland or wherever, from Netherlands or wherever. But she's now in Ireland and she's looking for church, doesn't have anywhere to stay. And whereas this lady in the North Shell was just evicted, she, she lives in Ireland, in Blanchester or whatever. She was just lazy. So the stepfather just pushed out of the house, but she just needed church. And I remember there were a few pastors of us, three of them, woman received us, not of mine. We 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 sought help of the lady. When I discovered the truth later, Gina was hoping that Holy Spirit, I must hear this. I mean, I know I be here glimpses, but ah, this this is just not right. That are you following trying to say? That no. Are you following trying to say? So that became a challenge for me. And I think it should be a challenge for all of us. That's not the honest truth. That it can't be. It is well. Father, we come before you. We just, let's just bow our head and just take ourselves to God and just pray. That's, uh, Lord, I just repent. You know, we have taken you for granted. Uh, well, why? 